This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the uh, first edition for the year of the Francesa Football Friday uh, podcast on the Mike Francesa podcast, which you can get exclusively at Bet Rivers on the Bet Rivers Network or obviously wherever uh, you may go to get your uh, podcast uh, needs filled. Um, and remember, uh, for all your wagering needs as this football season begins, as it did last night with an impressive performance by the Bills uh, and their uh, very, very uh, highly regarded quarterback, um, uh, just go to Bet Rivers and play Sugar House where that's apropos, like in Connecticut. Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey uh, for all of your wagering needs. And again, for anything you need, go to the Bet Rivers Network and you'll find what you need there. The uh, season opened last night with the Bills. Very impressive. That was a bad performance by the Rams. It was a bad game all around. When you have seven turnovers and nine sacks, with quality teams. That's a bad game. Uh, but Allen was as good as advertised. Uh, obviously, so was Diggs and Davis on that side. On the other side, you got if you're a fantasy person, you got another enormous performance at a, at a cup, uh, as you probably will all year. I mean, he caught 13 passes last night. He continues to rack up big stats. Von Miller had a couple of sacks. Uh, like we said, nine sacks, seven turnovers. Uh, that is an opening game, sloppy, and uh, not what you expect. But remember, the way preseason works right now, there is such a lack of hitting. Teams have to work their way into shape. Their units have to work themselves into a cohesive conditioning. And the preseason is basically just for evaluation. That's all these guys are doing. They are evaluating talent. They don't want to let real talent fall through the cracks. They are evaluating talent. That's all these preseasons are about. So if you think you're going to get a real feel off the preseason on whether a team's good or bad, you're not. You're just not. It's not a good analysis point. It really isn't. You need the first two weeks of the regular season for that. And that's why the numbers – in week one in the NFL, the overall point spreads are lower than they usually are because there's going to be surprises. And dogs usually do very well in the opening week. There's usually a couple of big surprises in opening week. Uh, division dogs do really well on opening week. They know the teams very well in those games, have a habit. Even when it doesn't look good on paper, they have a habit of being close. That's usually what you get in week number one. Now for the locals, there's more optimism than there has been in years. And I think the optimism is at least arrived at reasonably this time. Let's start with the uh, Giants. Giants have some big holes on this team. 
they have some holes that you really have to be concerned about. You have to be concerned about their secondary. It does not look good. You have to be concerned about their offensive line. They do have some players. Their edge rushes aren't healthy right now, especially Thibodeau, which is a problem, especially when you have a defensive coordinator who's as aggressive as this guy is. He wants to put his uh, deep backs in isolated positions, and that is dangerous when you don't have a lot of talent at that position. Now, this week they're going to face a team that is not on paper very explosive anymore, but obviously has a great back who's healthy, and everything can be run off play action there. And a quarterback who wants to prove that last year the way he finished was not his future, because if it is, he wouldn't be the quarterback very long. But remember this, Tennessee on paper – might not look great, but they're a very well-coached team, and they're a team that knows how to win games. The Giants have to learn how to do that again. They have to learn how to win football games. They've gotten off to abysmal starts. They've gotten off to abysmal starts in their season. This is obviously not an easy week number one. Now, the one thing you like about what Dable's done is he's put together a very good staff. That's hard to do in this era. It really is. And he's done that. That's the most impressive thing I see. I hear good things about the general manager. I have to watch him work. I have not seen, I don't know him. And it's a little different for me in this era, you know, when I'm not working every day and I'm not around these guys as much as I used to be. I don't know these guys like I used to know them. When a coach when I was evaluating a coach, I knew the coach. I talked to the coach. Now I don't speak to them on a regular basis like I used to. So you're doing it from a distance, but I'm judging them on what I see. I watch all the games. I always watch all the NFL games. I watch every Jet game. I watch every Giant game. I watch everything in the NFL. Anything you can get in the NFL in terms of video, I watch. I have everything. I, I watch everything. I watch it all week. I, it's, it's what I do. So I will see everything, and and I will evaluate it off performance. And let's see if the Giants, especially in terms of can Barkley be Barkley, can Jones play well and not make the critical mistakes. Jones has, with his legs and his arm, ability to make plays. We've seen that. The question is, can he stay away from the terrible mistake that has killed them and stopped drives? So many times. I expect there to be a new spirit with the Giants. I expect that Dable feels he can lay a foundation here that allows him to be here. Remember, the last three coaches have come and gone very quickly. McAdoo had success and then completely self-destructed. And it wasn't just the Eli thing. That was a big factor, but it wasn't just the Eli thing as to what was his downfall. The last two coaches never had a chance. Giants, it's about a mindset. And it's about whether they can get certain players back to where they believe in themselves again. And I mean especially Barkley. Because he can still be one of the premier backs in this league, both in terms of running and catching the ball. As for the Jets, the issues are at coach and at quarterback, and those are enormous issues. 
There's no question the Jets have completely overhauled the talent on this team. You look at this team. Offensive line, check. It's a good one. Tight end, check. They have players. Wide receiver, check. They have players. They have playmakers. They have backs. Hall, Carter, guys like Berrios. Now, obviously, when they bring in Wilson, okay, defensively, bringing in a corner who is going to be a star is going to make a big difference on that team. They have imposing people on the defensive line. They have people up front that can rush the quarterback. They have talent throughout the lineup. The question is, we have to wait to find out about whether the young quarterback is ready to take his place, and we're going to live through a veteran quarterback who has won 98 games in this league and a Super Bowl, who has had his moments in this league, but who has also been a guy who can kill a team, kill a drive, kill a game with a big mistake. Which Flacco are we going to get? The strong on Flacco who can make every throw and who can make plays or the guy who can kill a game? For the Jets, I have two big question marks, and they are enormous. There is no question the Jets have talent throughout both units. They have upgraded the talent level appreciably. If you don't see that, you don't see anything. It's, it's there. But there's a huge question mark at coach, and there's a huge question mark at quarterback. I was not impressed with the Jet coaching staff. The word I would use last year was immature. I did not like a lot of their game plans last year. In this league, I was taught long ago, a head coach has got two responsibilities. Give your team a plan that if they implement it, it can be a winning plan and get them to play hard. That's it. That is the essence of being an NFL head coach. Get your team to play hard and give them a plan that can win. You don't do either of those, you will be unemployed. You do both of those, you wind up hanging around this league a long time. And that's where we are. So I'm fascinated to see the Jets. It's a tough first game because the Ravens are a dangerous team. I don't like that matchup very much for the Jets. For the Giants, I would have rather they play somebody else in week one too because they're playing a team that knows how to win games. And they're playing against a wonderful back. And don't think they're not going to get hit with some deep plays off play action because they are. But, hey, week one's for observing and learning because there's a lot we don't know about these teams yet. And that goes for all of them because there's upheaval in personnel. You got players' movement. You got issues. I mean, look at some of the issues in this league right now as you start week one. You got Matty Ice now on a really tough together 
Colt team that is well-drilled and talented and could be a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. You got Russell Wilson going into Denver. Ditto. That team has got talent. Now you got him able to make plays. But think about teams that you know have talent like Tampa. Tampa's got some huge issues right now, not the least of which is whether or not Tom Brady, who is the ageless wonder, but now instead of Tom having everything in life perfect, Tom is dealing with some problems at home right now. How much does that impact his team while he's dealing with an offensive line that has been riddled with injuries and a bunch of injuries throughout that Tampa lineup? Ditto Dallas, which has been built around that offensive line. Dallas has got talent on the offense. It's got talent on the defense. It's got big playmakers. But they will not survive without that offensive line. That offensive line looks like a sieve right now. Green Bay. Got to get used to all new receivers. Worried about the health of their offensive line. People are saying the same thing about Kansas City. I don't see it. I think the guys they brought in have shown you they can fit in very well. Valdez Scantling, Schuster, those guys are going to do very well in Kansas City. Kelsey's still there. Andy's still there. Mahomes is still there. They got running backs. They got talent on both lines. You know what? They're ready to, they're ready to rock. I, I, don't think, I don't think with Hill and Miami, I don't think Kansas City's going to miss a beat. Yes, they lost the biggest deep threat in the sport. Hands down, he has been number one in every deep statistic for a receiver since he came into the league. Every single deep statistic, he's number one. He has been the quintessential deep threat. He had got to be taken away. At all times, he had, he had to be taken away and dealt with. Otherwise, he would destroy your team. Can he do that in Miami where the quarterback has trouble getting the ball down the field? It's going to be interesting to see. Is Tua going to surprise us and he's going to be healthy and he's going to be able to get the ball down the field? Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see. There are a lot of storylines on every one of these teams. That's why in week number one, you live and you, and you watch and you observe. Find things out about these teams that you just said, hey, I didn't see this. I didn't see that. I didn't see this. And remember, we always pay a lot of attention to the quarterbacks. But when you get to the Super Bowl, what usually has happened is a team that is there has had a very good season on the offensive line and the defensive line. Otherwise, they don't get there. The quarterback can't get you there. Look at Mahomes. When he didn't have an offensive line, how did it work out? What did Kansas City do? They went right back to rebuilding that offensive line. They didn't pay Hill because they needed to rebuild that offensive line. And they knew what was more important. Without the offensive line, it doesn't work. I don't care. I don't care if your name's Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. I don't care what your name is. If you don't have a line that's going to prepare and get you get it blocked and protect you, it's not going to work.
have one over under for you. I did these yesterday with Dog. Uh, do it again just in case you didn't hear that podcast. And you can get a podcast of Mike and the Mad Dog. It's up now. So wherever you get your podcasts or find my podcast, you can get it there. Uh, we did one uh, yesterday. I will be appearing on Dog's program this afternoon. Later on this afternoon. I took over the Colts nine and a half. I think Matty Ice is going to fit in really well. I think they were a team that was hard luck last year that had a chance. And with good quarterback play, which they did not get last year, they could have won another four or five games. They gave games away. Remember that Baltimore game on Monday night? Oh, they gave games away last year. Like them over nine and a half. Under, I usually go with my premier under, usually with a team, and it's been very successful. Jacksonville two years ago I won with. Last year I won with Houston. I, I, I think it's easy to, rather than take a 7-8 team and figure out where they're going to be right in the middle, take a team that's bad, and, and they're going to have trouble getting a five. I think Seattle, which could pull off an upset in week one with Pete Carroll against Denver, could pull it off in week one because you get upsets in week one. Uh, but if they don't, it's going to be a very long season. Even if it is, even if they do, it's going to be a long season. I don't see Seattle winning a lot of games. I think the team has very little talent left. I think they are going to be in the throes of a complete rebuilding program. And Pete doesn't open things up. So you're going to do it conservatively with a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. That's hard to do. So I think they're under five and a half. And they're also in a tough league. The team that no one's talked about that's pretty good is San Francisco. If they get anything out of the quarterback, because their line play is scary. And they got some skilled people. And they could have a ferocious running game. Ferocious. And you know they know how to run the ball. We'll come back and run through the games for week number one right after this. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. All right. This is the Mike Francesa podcast, the Francesa football Friday version. Uh, week number one, which began last night with the Bills. Impressive win over the Rams. Very, very impressive. Um, everyone loves the Bills. They're an overwhelming. I mean, they were even favored against the I mean, in L.A., they're even favored. So you realize they're going to be favored everywhere this year. Uh, they are a heavy favorite to get to the Super Bowl. And I can understand that. But they still got to get there. And that means staying healthy in key spots and having things break right. Because you know what? There's going to come a game in the postseason. No matter how good you are in a regular season, where you're going to have to win that game from behind. It just happens. It happens to everybody. But Allen is in his prime, and he has become one of the premier players in the league. There's no question about it, and he has weapons. And Von Miller has already showed he's going to fit in very well uh, with his uh, two-sack performance when they uh, sacked the Rams seven times last night. Ravens and Jets, as we said, Flacco would quarterback. The Ravens, not... As explosive, but again, they're going to do it with their running game, and they're going to do it with, obviously, uh, the way they play, which is different than the way anybody else plays, uh, and always prepared. Tough first game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game. Again, 
Can the Jets get the play out of Flacco? I think Hall's going to be good. I think the Jets have weapons. I think the Jets are improved in a lot of areas. Now let's see whether Flacco can give them in these first four weeks. First of all, can Flacco in the first four weeks win the job? Because if they win and they play well these first four weeks and a three and one or two and two, he's going to keep the job. They're going to want to win games this year. The Giants in Tennessee, not an easy place to start. A lot of people downgrading Tennessee this year. Be careful with that. They find a way every year. Vrabel's a really good coach. Saints and the Falcons. The Falcons are clearly rebuilding. They have some talent. This is places where you don't expect the quarterback on the bench to be held off for that long. You could call this one of those. The Falcons can surprise you. We don't know a lot about how they're going to be coached yet. The Saints, you know what? They got talent. They have a lot of talent. They can beat you up. And if Winston can just stay away from the big mistake, he makes plenty of plays. Winston is a lot better quarterback than people think. The problem is he's got to cut out the big mistake. He's highly productive. He's also highly destructive. Niners and Bears and Niners again. Going to go with the with Lance. Bears have a lot of showing everybody that they are headed in the right direction. Niners have punishing lines, punishing lines, and that can win a lot of football games and some very, very talented players, as you know. Some very talented players. This is a good football team. Steelers and Bengals, again, how long does Trubisky keep a young man on the bench? We'll see. Never been a Trubisky fan. His decision-making is always suspect. But again, do not be surprised in week number one if this kind of game, this kind of rivalry game produces a three-point game. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Bengals have more talent. They obviously are a, you know, 10 levels ahead of quarterback. They need to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. But again, when you get these kind of rivalries in week one, beware, they're usually very, very close. And, don't, and a lot of times the underdog wins. Eagles at Lions. The bandwagon for the Lions cannot be any bigger right now. I like Campbell. But I actually watched an episode of that uh, Hard Knocks, and it was so overly done for the TV cameras, I was like, enough already, okay, enough. Enough with the John Wayne Act. I mean, enough. It was actually overdone. The Lions have to show me that they have improved their talent, especially in critical areas. They look woefully weak in some areas. And until I see that, I think it's going to be hard to win games against teams that have better talent, and the Eagles have better talent. Right now, the Eagles are probably the best team in the division. I know Cowboy fans don't want to hear that, but with the injuries to the offensive line, I think right now the Eagles are the team to beat in the division. 
That's everybody's scratching their head about the staff and about the way things are going to be done. Remember, Belichick's still there. Okay? So whatever has to be done in terms of brain power, he can do. So he can compensate wherever there needs to be compensation. He's well-equipped to coach any part of the team. And coaches like Belichick, Parcells, guys like that, they have their hand in every inch of the team anyway. Dolphins are a fascinating watch because of the arrival of Hill. And the great division about whether or not Tua is able physically and can he stay healthy? He's very brittle. Does he have enough arm power to play the position on a high level? He is one of the more interesting watches in the league because there's a lot of detractors to do a lot of detractors. And I understand because he has not shown an ability so far to show any arm strength. He shows he can move the team. He shows he wins games. The question is, can he make the throws that are going to be there when you have the best deep threat in the, in the sport and one of the best deep threats in the history of the sport? Jags are going to be improved. Lawrence is going to come in leaps and bounds. His first year was not, a, was not anything except impressive. He did not complain. He did not use alibis. He showed up for every dance. He danced every dance. He took every hit. He admitted every mistake. You know what? He showed that he has big shoulders and that he can be everything that you want in a quarterback. His new head coach, has compa- who has won a Super Bowl, has compared him to Brett Favre, which is quite a compliment. That's saying I have a talented young buck with an arm that can do everything that needs to keep things under control. Browns and Panthers, obviously, there's a lot of storyline there. A lot of it has dealt with quarterbacks, including one who will not be there. McCaffrey's healthy. Mayfield wants revenge. We'll see what happens. A lot of pressure on the Panther coaching staff. They could be the first ones out if things don't go well this year. They have a very short leash. I don't understand the Texans. I thought the interim coach last year did a very good job, and so did the quarterback. They actually surprised people. They were more competitive than anybody should have thought they would be. Now they get the Colts, and the Colts beat on them last year. Do not be surprised if this game is close in week one, but again, the Colts are going to win a lot of games this year with, with Matty Ice, at quarterback, a lot. Packers and Vikings, a lot of people on the Vikings this year, and a lot of people very high on their new coach. It's going to be a new look. The Vikings were a hard-luck group that seemed to always find a way. The Vikings 
in football remind me of the Minnesota Twins in baseball. They always find a way to screw things up. They have talent, but they always find a way to screw things up, especially when they're playing the Yankees. That is the case with the Vikings. They always found a way to blow it. Even when they were impressive, they found a way to blow it. As long as the Packers have Rodgers at quarterback, they are a threat to go to the Super Bowl. The offensive line has to be there. And he has got to, obviously, now that Adams isn't there, he has got to develop new receivers. He will do that quickly. There is a young man there that everyone, including Rodgers, is very, very high on. That they expect big things out of. Whether it comes in week one, you never know, but it's going to come rather quickly. And before very long, he's going to be a very, very big part. Okay? A very big part. Romeo Dubes is going to be a very big part of that offense. It is projected very soon that he could become their, uh, he could become Rogers' favorite target very quickly. That is the buzz out of the Packers. And a name, Romeo Dubes, that you're going to hear a lot of. Chiefs and Cards, Cards are a mess. They got a lot of issues. And I think the Chiefs, a lot of people are expecting the Chiefs to, to fall. You know that? A lot of people are expecting the Chiefs to fall. They think that the run is over. I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. I think the Chiefs, have a lot left. I really do. I think they have retooled on the run here why they have remained a team that has just been very good year after year. And if you look, the Chiefs have had just an extreme amount of success. Now, maybe you want them to win another Super Bowl. Okay. You want to be picky? I think you can do that. But they have been there year after year after year, and I think they will be there again this year. And I think that they will have receivers that will just step in and do very well. You have Mahomes, you have Kelsey, you have running backs, you have linemen, you have Andy Reid. I think they will come out of the box and you won't see them miss a beat come Sunday. Raiders and Chargers, we know how tough that division is. These games are always crazy. As a matter of fact, they always, these two teams just seem to always play bizarre games. I mean, no matter who the Raiders are playing, they play a bizarre game. Chargers play a bizarre game. And then when they play each other, they always play bizarre games. You know that going in. Chargers have, obviously, a lot of talent. But considering some of the talent, they always don't seem to play to that level. They're a little bit scratch your head every once in a while. Monte Adams is going to make his presence felt. There's no question about that. It's going to be interesting to see. I still 
still like the Chiefs out there. Bucks and Cowboys, as I said, we know what's there. The question is what's missing. Question is issues off the field for Tom Brady. Is that a big issue now? The ageless wonder, is that a big issue? Does Tom allow that to interfere with his preparation and his concentration and what he's brought to the game every single week he's ever played it? We don't know. He did leave the team. He's back. When he's there, he makes his presence felt, obviously. Team has talent, but the team also has lost some very, very key people. Cowboys, ditto, offensive line, major, major issue. Without the offensive line, it doesn't work for the Cowboys. And the Monday Night Broncos and Seahawks, obviously, all eyes will be on Russell Wilson. Not a lot expected out of Seattle, so they really got a chance to play fast and loose, especially in week one against an old friend. When we come back, NFL emails right after this. Email the Mike Francesa podcast. Drop Mike a note at mikefrancesapodcast at gmail.com. Mike Francesa podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send your emails, and we'll get to as many as we can. We always try to include some in, some, in most of the podcasts. Uh, so Mike Francis, a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Howard wants to know, where do you see Beckham? Oh, my old favorite. Uh, where do you see Odell Beckham going when he returns from injury? He actually asked about the giants. No, there's been a lot of talk about the bills. Believe it or not, he will go to a good team. You can count on that. He continues to want to put himself in those positions, and there's no reason why he can't. So uh, a lot of talk about the Bills and that they have been uh, heavily recruiting him. Um, John Gruden is working on a lawsuit against the NFL. Yes, he is. Why do you think the NFL went so hard after Gruden? Um, Listen, there's a lot about that case that we still don't know. They haven't sent me all the emails that everyone has talked about. I have never seen them, okay? There's, always, there's also hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails, upwards of 650 that have been discussed. Here's what I will say about Gruden. He screwed it up royally. John Gruden was on a path to become the next John Madden. He was a head coach when he was young, had success, got a lot of money, had broadcasting success, had really carved out his own niche in broadcasting, his own brand in broadcasting, and then he screwed the whole thing up. He had a chance to be an NFL brand, and he screwed it up. Case closed. So wherever it goes from here, it isn't going to be pretty. Why, why were so many people, uh, Mike wants to know, why were so many people wrong in evaluating Josh Allen? Josh Allen had very raw skills. He had not played at a high level 
from a collegiate standpoint, which gave the people the necessary book on them. So there was a lot of range for him to land on the NFL scale. And through his own hard work, his own talents, and some coaching, he has wound up at the top of the league. At no position is it harder to forecast success than at quarterback because talent isn't enough. You have to have innate skills, leadership skills, a certain toughness, a certain game ability, a touch, a feel, an instinct that makes you special at the position. It's what the great ones bring to the game. And NFL people, head coaches, people who coach quarterbacks will all admit you always don't know about these guys. You just don't know. The guy might have all the tools and he doesn't make that leap to where he has to go through hard work, through perseverance, through leadership, through guts to become that quarterback. Brian on quarterback says, forgetting records and the Brady-Montana endless debate. In the grand scheme of things, what's your thoughts on Tom's ability to be playing at this level at this age? Um, I do think that gets plenty of attention. It's highly remarkable that Tom is still playing, that he has got the drive and he has got the conditioning and he, has, and he will make the sacrifices that he clearly has to make. Now, marital issues can hamper careers dramatically. Is that the case now? We just don't know. There's clearly something going on there. But Tom's ability to have a hunger, a passion, and the ability to keep himself on the level he needs to to play at the level he plays at is remarkable. Utterly remarkable. He has never lost that drive. He has never lost that hunger. And when you've had as much success as he has, it is easy to get satisfied. When you get satisfied, it's time to go home. He has never gotten that satisfied. Robert wants to know, who would you hold responsible for the regression of Daniel Jones? Um, everybody, including Lady Luck, including happenstance, including Daniel Jones, including every coach who's touched him, including circumstances, ownership, uh, you name it. He has been put in a tough situation and nothing has made it easy or consistent for him. And now, it's now and never. CJ says, I'm a longtime Dolphin fan, but just too young to really remember and appreciate Dan, Romina, or Dan Marino. What do you think when you hear his name? Is he an all-time great? Well, number one, understand this. There's no question that Dan Marino is an all-time great. 
there are very few, very few people who played the position with his swagger and his ability to throw the football. Great arm, quick release. In every way, the the really an example of what a quarterback in the NFL is supposed to look like. That's Dan Marino. The amazing thing is that considering who the coach was, that Dan Marino didn't have more success. That Dan Marino only went to one Super Bowl and never won one is one of the remarkable things because he was that good a player. He was that special a player. He was as good. Listen, you can line up a lot of guys, but Dan Marino is not going to take a backseat to too many of them. That's how good he was. So was he an all-time great? Absolutely. Does he have what we usually use to divide guys and to stack them in line? No, he doesn't have any rings. And that shows you just how hard it is to get him. Aaron Rodgers has one. Do you know how good Aaron Rodgers has been at the quarterback position? He has one ring. Dan Fouts was a great quarterback, never got a ring. Dan Marino was a great quarterback, never got a ring. Plenty of guys never won championships who were talented quarterbacks. That's why when guys win, do not ever on their resume take take away from or diminish when they have been Super Bowl winners and Super Bowl MVPs. And I'm talking specifically about Eli Manning. When you have done that twice, you are special. When you played in the league as long as he did and met the starter every single game and was dependable and there as a leader every game, and also is a two-time Super Bowl winning MVP, do not ever, ever try to take that away from him. That's why he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Remember, it's opening weekend. We have more for you. Be looking for some special podcasts this weekend, especially after the Giants and the Jets play. Enjoy your football. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.